0: Welcome to the Talking Tenancies podcast, brought to you by the Residential Tenancies Authority. I'm your host, Belinda Hyde. Join me as we explore everything you need to know about renting in Queensland with experts from the RTA and industry. We're here to help make renting work for everyone. Routine inspections can be a source of frustration for both tenants and managing parties and it can bring up a range of sensitive issues including entering a home, privacy and lifestyle habits. Today's expert from the RTA is Ben Gerwald, support officer from our support team. Welcome, Ben. Thank you so much for having me today. (laughs) Now, can you tell us about your role at the RTA and uh, what you're responsible for?
1: Yeah, so I've got a bit of a blended role here at the RTA. I've been here for three years now. Um, I have worked in the contact centre, so when you call in, I can answer your uh, questions in regards to bonds and tenancy calls. Um, I have also worked in the support department, um, helping out with uh, processing um, forms, uh, also in the transaction centre. Um, And I've also got a little bit of uh, dispute resolution um, uh, knowledge here at the RTA as well as a uh, intake officer.
0: Wow, you you know it all, Ben. That's that's oh, amazing. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I try to anyway.
0: <laughs> now, we're, we're going to talk about routine inspections today, okay. which no doubt you probably get a lot of calls about and yes. have answered a lot of questions on. Mm-hmm. Now, I, my first question for you yes. Are routine inspections mandatory and how often can they take place?
1: Okay, so routine inspections aren't mandatory. The legislation does allow for routine inspections to happen during a tenancy, so once um, every three months. So Mm -hmm. if an inspection happens, uh, it must be, um, well, under the legislation, it indicates that there needs to be a three-month gap between the next inspection unless there is some um, arrangement between both parties to hold them sooner. Mm,
0: Okay. So, if, you know, a managing party doesn't do any inspections at all, Mm -hmm. that's completely fine. Yes. Nice. Yep. So, um, how much notice must be given uh, for an inspection and how is a tenant notified?
1: Okay. So, it is seven clear days notice before an inspection. Um, The recommended way to um, notify a tenant that there's going to be an inspection is the approved form, which is the Form 9, the Mm -hmm. entry notice.
0: Yep. So, when you say seven clear days, are we talking business days?
1: Well, it is seven clear days. Now, the notices should not be issued on a Sunday, mm-hmm. okay? So, if um, you are wanting to come through the premises, it is just seven days under the legislation.
0: Right. So, uh, yeah, seven calendar days then. Yeah, you yeah. could
1: say seven calendar days, yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um So, um, what if the tenant's not available on the suggested date for the inspection?
1: Well, there's nothing in the legislation to say that the tenant has to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, Inspections can happen when the tenant isn't at home. So, if that entry notice is issued correctly, then the managing party does have the legal right to enter the premises at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But there there is also the possibility of both parties talking to each other and uh, arranging a time that may be suitable for both parties to conduct that routine. When both um uh, when they're both available,
0: yeah. So, um, the, and this is the whole thing when it comes to a tenancy is mm. open and clear communication yeah. will alleviate any issues. That well, you're Well, that's have. it.
1: It's key. Yeah, you know, keeping keeping those lines of communication open, um, being on the same page, um, is is, is really important. Super important. We talk to people about that a lot.
0: Mm. Okay. So, what if the managing party raises concerns with the property that the tenant doesn't agree with?
1: Well, again, first step, self-resolution. Yeah. Hey, look, these are the issues. Okay, let's try to get um, an agreement Mm -hmm. um, over these issues. Um, If you can, obviously, reach that mutual agreement, great. Lots of benefits with that. One, less stress and it helps to maintain relationships as well.
0: Yeah. Okay, so here's a scenario for you, right? Yep. Um, I'm the managing party. Okay. And I've done an inspection. Yes. Yes. And the property is in a horrible state.
1: Mm. What do I do? Okay. So the managing party should put that in writing to the tenant just to advise that inspection has happened and mm-hmm. these are the concerns with the tenancy. Um, ideally the managing party should give the tenant a reasonable amount of time to respond to that um, uh, to the things that they've brought up on that inspection yeah and um, I guess progress from there obviously you don't know what the response is going to be from the tenant but maybe set a a reasonable time that you'd like the tenant to um, respond to those issues (laughs) yeah
0: I mean we're talking like you know really bad oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're gonna have to rectify that so um can you give us some examples then? a common complaints we see at at inspections
1: yeah absolutely i mean look just the premises being in a generally poor state dirty um i guess is a big one that comes up (laughs) yeah sometimes there can be a little bit of argument over you know what one person considers to be dirty than than another person yeah but i mean if there's grime all over everything you can see carpets haven't been vacuumed there's stuff spilt all over the floors the lawns are a, a foot high or, <laughs> and things like that yeah those are probably the things that I'd go all oh, right this is pretty serious
0: <laughs> yeah Uh, when we look at
1: breaches
0: Mm. um these are things that could actually cause permanent damage to the property right
1: yeah and that's the thing i mean the managing party shouldn't be telling a tenant how to live in the premises providing that the way that they are living isn't damaging the property Mm. if they see something in there that has the potential to damage the premises or cause damage to the premises down the track Mm. those are the things that are generally um bought up at these inspections
0: yeah and i guess it's you know that that Neglect over time that sometimes as a tenant we find ourselves <laughs> doing can yes. actually cause that permanent damage. So it might be, you know, not cleaning a shower screen and it ends up permanently. Yeah, you get know, that soap scum marked. damage that we're yeah. all
1: familiar with. Or they get the um, the, the scale build up on yep. the bottom of the screen. It can cause the screen to go milky. Yep. All of those things are are, are things that uh, generally uh, get brought up at these <laughs> inspections. <laughs>
0: I know they're a pain, but boy, it's, uh, it's um, going to save a lot of pain later on.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, accidents happen. Yes. What do I do? if I'm a tenant and I accidentally damage the property. So, for example, I spill something on the carpet and I cannot get that stain out.
1: Okay, best practice is is to inform the managing party. Mm -hmm. Okay, let them know that an accident has happened. Yes, accidents do happen, like you said, Um, but, you know, I guess maybe turning a blind eye to that could cause some issues down the track try dealing with it at that point it may be a little bit unpleasant but it may save so much more issues at the end of the tenancy yeah
0: so really if you spill your red wine um deal with it immediately
1: yes (laughs) well look if you can i mean there's there's yes it it would be um it would be beneficial (laughs) to do that
0: (laughs) Now a routine inspection is not a housework inspection, is it? Like no, you were saying, no. Um, you know, keeping the property clean and tidy is one thing, but yep. going through a housework inspection
1: is not what this is about. No, no, it's not. I mean, the the agent is is coming through. For a couple of different reasons. Um, One, just to to even look at if there is any general maintenance to be done to the premises. Mm -hmm. Their responsibility under Section 185 of the legislation is to maintain the premises in a reasonable condition at all times. Mm -hmm. The tenant is living in the premises. They may not notice something that the managing party would and they can bring it up. The other reason why they're entering the premises is to make sure that the tenant is abiding by their obligations, mm-hmm. Section 188, tenant's responsibilities generally. So they are also responsible to be maintaining the premises in a reasonable condition and keeping it in a fit state.
0: I love how you know the whole sections of the Act. And <laughs> oh, well, we refer to them <laughs> a
1: lot and it, it is it is beneficial. People do appreciate knowing which parts of the legislation apply.
0: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> You're a guru. Now, um, are there instances where disagreements based on inspections go through to the
1: tribunal, to QCAT? Well, yeah, I, they, they can. Yeah. I mean, one step before that is going through the dispute resolution process, which the RTA um, offers. Um, but if there is something there that can't be resolved at dispute resolution, if mm-hmm. parties can't come to an agreement there is the option to progress it to QCAT in extreme circumstances. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that, that we're talking super extreme. Oh here. yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the generally, when they become serious, I mean, you'd want to hope that um, a resolution can be meet, met at um, conciliation or the yeah. dispute resolution process.
0: Yeah. What is expected during a routine inspection?
1: Well, just that the place is in a reasonable condition. And, and, and I know that kind of sounds a little bit subjective mm. and this is why um, issues come up at, at routine inspections. One person's idea of what is reasonable and another can differ. Mm. right so I guess it is just um, a matter of maybe just being a little bit mindful yes you're not required to have the place um, looking like a show home for the inspection but know that one is coming up Mm. and just know that you know just make things a little bit maybe neater and tighter make sure that in the morning before the inspection starts maybe you do run the vacuum cleaner over the floor or something (laughs) just along those lines as an example.
0: So um, some kind of tips that we could give tenants obviously is you know make sure that you've done your routine kind of cleaning like you know dusting, sweeping, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and also look at, you know, if there's any mould on any surfaces, mm. take care of that. Yes. Um, and then there's the outside of the property as well. So the lawn and the gardens and things like that. Yeah it's your obligation to keep those tidy as well.
1: Yes, it is. Because it's the premises Mm. is not just the house. Exactly. It's the yard as well, if if you've got a place with a yard.
0: Yeah. And that includes the outside areas like decks or patios or, you know, entertainment areas and things like that. Yes. And then, um, you know, looking at any um, health and safety issues or repairs that you need to highlight with the managing party as well and, Mm. and going through their processes for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is also good for the tenant as well. If the managing party is going to be coming through and the tenant knows that there is going to be a routine, this is also a good opportunity for the tenant to maybe look at certain things that they may not look at every single day. Mm. Something to bring up for the agency to look at as well. And it may mean that, um, you know, they maybe do a little bit more of a a clean up in a part of the yard that they don't go to all the time and things like that.
0: So um, what's the difference between a routine inspection and an end of tenancy inspection?
1: Okay, so a routine inspection is to ensure that the premises is being maintained while the tenancy is in place. Mm-hmm. Now, an end of tenancy inspection, um, that differs a little bit, because, well, can differ quite significantly because it is to ensure that the um, tenants have returned the premises in the condition that they received it at the beginning of the tenancy, allowing for fair wear and tear on the premises.
0: Yeah. And so that's um, when we're doing an end of tenancy inspection, Mm -hmm. that's where that exit condition report comes into play, doesn't it?
1: It does. It does. The exit condition report um, is something that the tenant needs to do under the legislation at the end of the tenancy. Mm -hmm. Um, At the beginning of the tenancy, the managing party does the entry condition report and the tenant has three days to fill that out and return it, at the end of the tenancy, that um, process is reversed. It becomes the tenant's responsibility to do the exit condition report, which is the 14A available on the RTA website, and they fill that out and they give it to the managing party, and then the managing party has three working days to do the exit inspection.
0: Excellent. So, And that's, that's super important because that's basically how they get their bond refund, right?
1: Well, that's it. <laughs> well, look, it, it forms part of the process that then flows onto getting the, um, getting the bond back, yep. you know, and it's a really good way to have everything written down if there are any concerns that you can systematically go through that or address those concerns, whether mm. those concerns are your responsibility or not. Um, but if they are, you can go, okay, well, I've dealt with this. Mm. Or it starts the process of self-resolving uh, any issues at the exit.
0: Yeah. And I know, uh, based on my experience, I've I've had some tricky times on exit condition reports, particularly yeah. when you've been in a property for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I think... Having that open communication, can't stress that enough. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, making sure that you address everything that's raised uh, through that so yeah. that you can get as much of your bomb back as possible.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. the exit condition report goes through each room and each part mm. of the room yep. so you can make sure that, you know, you're covering off all those uh, bits and pieces that you know are your responsibility. Mm. Have I forgotten that fl- fan blade? Did I do that shelf in the... Um, in the Bedroom of room number two in the property, (laughs) little things like that.
0: Yeah. 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 Now, if anybody's got any questions about routine inspections or end Mm. of tenancy inspections, where can they go to find out more?
1: Firstly, the RTA's website. The RTA's website just has a huge amount of information um, about these processes, you know, and it's easy to search on the site and things like that to be able to find that information. There's a A multitude of fact sheets Mm -hmm. um and uh, if you can't find the information on there um you can always phone the contact center to speak to somebody um such as myself about any issues that you may have
0: and you know if you're listening to this podcast and you do ring up and you (laughs) get ben make sure you mention it (laughs) yeah
1: please please do Um,
0: (laughs) Well, Ben, thank you so much. Um, We've learnt so much about routine inspections today. But obviously, if you want to find out more, like we've said, jump on the website rta.qld.gov.au. Thank you for listening to the Talking Tenancies podcast. For more information about the Residential Tenancies Authority, visit rta.qld.gov.au.